Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel is out now. Tom isn't ready to turn 40, with the middle-aged spread starting to take hold and his family upping the pressure for him to settle down. Tom is torn about whether life as a single stud is still worth pursuing. A planned day of minor celebration quickly steps up as his friends join him throughout the day. As they reminisce, Tom is reminded of some of his hottest sexual conquests, from the night he lost his virginity in the back room of a club, to the moment one of his workmates crossed the line after a few beers. With the help of a night with his closest friends, who get unexpectedly closer, Tom realises that while life might not begin at 40 for a 21st century gay man, it isn't the end of the world. Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel by Liam Williams, available on my website liamwilliams.com.au forward slash store If you want to get the most out of your bait and be proud about it you've come to the right podcast It's time for the latest tips, tricks and news to make you a better baiter I'm Liam Williams and I'm bait mate Sean It's It's time time for the the Proud Proud Baiters Baiters Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Proud Baiters Podcast. I am Liam Williams. This is Baitmate Sean sitting across from me. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) I have no idea what that was. I'm great. How are you? I thought that might have been your John Lennon impersonation after last episode's talk about the Beatles beating off together. No, but that, that did actually make me want to go and read the article. I've not seen it. Really? No. Uh, Interesting read. Uh, well, that's basically the story. Like we talked about it in the last... It was mentioned in the last episode. It was basically they were hanging around at, I think, John's house, had a few drinks, someone got it out, so the rest of them did. Yeah. And that was it. Another another example of how masturbation should be. Yeah. Fully acceptable and, all right, let's go for it. So, another episode this week. I'm going to go straight into the news, or should we discuss how our baiting has been in the last few days? Well, I think we need to discuss how our baiting's been in the okay. last few days. All right. Mine has been good. Yes, I've settled into a bit of a routine again. I think, yeah. Um, We are recording this before I go on my holiday, and so we will see. I'll have more to talk about when I get back from my holiday, about how my holiday baiting was. But at the moment, it's pretty standard. Pretty standard. How about yours? I am trying some new things. Uh, Okay. So, or it's 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 a work in progress. Yep. Uh, so as everyone's aware, I'm not the habitual baiter. I'm a when needs are there and when I've got the time on my hands for it. Yep. Um, but I'm trying to dedicate at least two hours for a solid two hour session. And I'm not just talking my usual visual bait that I do and then edge my way through and then have this pissy little five minute wank and it's done. Um, which is completely fine. I do enjoy them. I'm talking more sitting down for at least two hours and just actively stroking and playing and getting to know my body and getting into that beta state. Very good. So I'm I'm chatting with a couple of people yep. uh, about what it is to goon because that's not something I've never been able to achieve a goon estate. Yeah, me neither. 
I'm not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's something that I'm striving for and that I feel like it's a part of my life that I'm losing because I've not hit Guna State mm. or that I'm going to enjoy it. I just want to know what it's like. So this is purely for research purposes. Of course. Oh, I like this. Purely for research purposes, I am allowing myself a two-hour masturbation session every week to build myself up to longer bait sessions with the hope of potentially hitting a Guna state at some point. All right. Let's let's so keep a, an eye on that for the month that I'm away. It's a work in progress. And um, we will have a report back on that uh, when we are back together after my trip. Mm. Excellent. Now, they it does not involve any toys, though. Okay. Well... This leads into the news. Britain's oldest sex toy has been discovered by experts. Ladbible.com. Oh, I love a little bit of Lad Bible. Uh, this was in February of 2023. And it is apparently uh, over 2,000 years old and was discovered as part of an archaeological dig uh, at Vindolanda a Roman fort south of Hadrian's Wall in northern England. What? If you look at the pictures on the article, which will be linked in our episode description, they found a wooden object around 6.2 inches in length. Now, the article goes on to say uh, that we cannot be certain of its intended use. If you look at the picture, it is... Thick at the base and then becomes thinner and it's got a head. <laughs> I just looked around at the screen and um, if they can't tell what that is, then they must be damn blind. Yeah, so it, um, it very clearly has a head. Uh, Dr. Rob Collins, one of the authors of the study, told the Mail Online, if the object is a sex toy, we believe it could be the oldest example from Britain. The Vindolanda Charitable Trust has explained the object was found discarded in a ditch, leading it to the question, what was it doing discarded in a ditch and where did it come from? Can we do more to understand what caused the wear patterns, which are so evident at the tip and on the base, but did not damage the shaft? Uh, the purpose of the object was debated for some time, with some initially suggesting it may have been used for darning after it was found alongside dozens of shoes and dress accessories. So it sounds like just another lady keeping her dildo in the wardrobe. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So um, that's not specifically male masturbation related. But when I saw the headline and I saw... We don't know what it was used for. I thought it was very much worth discussing. Well, I mean, not necessarily does that mean that it's not male masturbation worthy. Oh, no, certainly. Or, I'm, or I'm sure pegging was a thing in the Roman times. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, weren't there rumours going around that that's what, the, um, that's what the, the, the boy slaves were? What, are they, what did they call them? The... Oh, I don't know. I've certainly heard that about the ancient Greeks yeah. a little bit more than the ancient Romans. But certainly the ancients weren't uh, all that different in sexual interests, mm. I can I consider, from what I've heard. 
And who doesn't like a dildo up the bum every now and then? Oh, so true. This one, 6.2 <laughs> inches. Uh, like, I read another headline that says the average penis length has increased by like 12% in the last 50 years. So if you extrapolate backwards from that, 6.2 is a monster dong mm. in ancient Roman times. That's huge. What's what's the what's something that's the equivalent of six point two inches? My dick, which you've seen, <laughs> an everyday object. Well, um, I suppose your dick still. Um. It is it certainly is for me at the moment. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I had um, a joke with uh, friends. It's a bit of a running joke that I have that we should measure everything by ordinary objects. Because if you say to me, two meters, I don't. It's it's very hard to conceptualize. Especially a lot of our American listeners are like, "Oh, what's a meter?" You're the only people in the world that don't know it. But um, if you say two meters, that's really vague, right? But if you kind of say it's like a double bed and a little bit more, then I'll be like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." One I- of my favorite things to measure is with a DVD case. Yes. A DVD case is seven and a half inches long and 5.3 inches wide. If that gives you an idea of what 6.2 inches is. 6.2 inches in centimetres. Now that's telling me what six feet two inches is. Uh, so just a, a really quick Google search there is telling me that uh, six inch things, 25, com- 25 common things that are six inches long. Is my dick on that list? <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Oh. Um, but we can pop it in there as the 26th yeah. thing. By the way, I've been getting around recently. It's increasingly common. Uh, but uh, the number one thing is a dollar bill, um, okay. followed by a toothbrush. Oh, yeah. Um, a credit card. I, I don't no. feel that's correct. That's nowhere near. If that's not the, a credit card is not the size of a toothbrush. <laughs> one of the things that's on here is a wooden dowel. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck that list out. If it says a credit card six inches, I don't know. Filters, some of these, some of these things are really, really weird. I could say, say a toothbrush. So it's a toothbrush in length. Yep. Okay. This, this uh, old old Roman sex toy, which looks relatively smooth and shiny, also looks well used. It does indeed. So uh, maybe I don't know. The man was off in the Roman wars, off with his concubines. Yep. And his little boy slaves, which we won't go into too much because no. we're not a history podcast. No, we aren't. Um, so there's an old sex toy um, for everybody. The link, like I said, will be in the episode description for that one. Uh, from there... I mean, we're talking sex toys, so I feel here is an appropriate time for me to be mentioning a recent purchase that I have that I've done a review on. Yes. Did you... Is this the one you bought? We bought together. It is. Oh, good. I'm keen to hear about uh, exactly what you thought of it. Hey, it's Batemate Sean here. Uh, I'm just doing a toy review. I thought I would treat myself. The uh, local sex shop had a bit of a stock take clearance sale on, and I managed to pick up a Tenga egg for a decent price. Uh, I've not used one before, so I thought I'd give it a go and see what it's like. In the past, I've used other Tenga products and 
it's been an enjoyable experience. However, with the Tenga egg, there's a bit of a story. Now, if you don't know what it looks like, it comes in quite literally an egg shell. So like your Kinder Surprise toys, two halves together, the toys inside. Neatly packaged up and there's a little sachet of lube and a separator in there so that you can reuse the toy. It's kind of cute. So I don't like the lube that they use. I find it to be a little too wet. Uh, so I use my own, which I'm just going to put a plug in there for that. It's called Lush Light and Luscious Lubricant with Aloe Vera by Four Seasons. And it's my go-to. It's water-based, it cleans up really easily, and it's lovely. Uh, but we're not here to talk about lube, we're here to talk about toys. The Tenga Egg. So, taken it out, and I've put some lube in it. It's ribbed, it's got some uh, patterns inside it, so that you have that little bit of a sensation. So, I've squeezed some lube into it, and it's a little fiddly to get on personally. Um, you've kind of got a, it's almost a two-handed one. Uh, if I'm doing that incorrectly, um, please point it out. But after getting it on, it fits quite nicely just over the head of my penis. Covers the glands uh, and, you know, I'm a cut guy, so it sits quite nicely. It looks like a nice little hood. Um, it doesn't really feel like anything. It's quite a loose, soft material, uh, which is great because it stretches all the way over my cock. Uh, so it means that my stroking is covered and it's quite enjoyable. Now, the issue that I have with it is the texture on the inside of it is made from the same material. So once it stretches out, you can't actually feel any of the the ribbing or design that's on the inside of it, which basically means that it's a rubber hood for your dick whilst you stroke. Given the size that it is, um, and the fact that I'm using lube with it, it is slipping in and out of my hand a fair bit. Um, I feel like I'm losing the, uh, the sensation of touching my penis as I'm stroking with it. I put it on and it, honestly, it just didn't really thrill me. So went soft, left it go and thought, no, I'm gonna go back to it and give it another try. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm stroking away with it on. And to be honest, out of 10, I'd give it about a three. So far, the only upside to it that I can see is that it's a great cum catcher making cleanup easy can't feel anything different. I can't, I don't have the enjoyment of my hand on my cock as I normally would masturbating, but I understand that because it's a toy and it needs to, you know, that's not the purpose of it. I'm not enjoying it. I would not recommend purchasing this unless you have a super sensitive head uh, and the feel of your hand on your head hurts. I think you had quite a different experience with it to me. I, for, I had one ages ago just because I wanted to buy something and that was 
a decent price point. I used it. It was okay. And then I used it the second time and my head popped right through the top. <laughs> you got too vigorous with it. No, and that's when I looked it up. Apparently, they're single use. Bullshit. They're not designed for repeated use, which is why they're only like 15 bucks or whatever they are. I mean, I quite liked... The reason I wanted to get it was because it was a small, discreet size. Yeah. It was something that I could just hide away in the drawer, no questions asked, have my fun, thank you very much. Now, since I've used it and since I've done that, uh, the review that we've just heard, I've seen a number of people online using it. Yep. And they're all saying that it's the best thing ever. I feel like from what you've said, that could be better for uncircumcised guys. Exactly. Because the the use the motion of it will pull the foreskin over the head. Yeah. And the actual cup itself will still stimulate the head while the foreskin's down. Well, exactly because they the, the cup's got the little ridges on the inside yeah. of it and yeah. it's not a particularly rigid plastic or silicon that you're jerking off with. So it is exactly that. All those people that I've seen who have been using it and given these rave reviews, they're all uncut. Yeah. So they've got that added um, sensitivity when when their foreskin's pulled back, which is not something that I have. No, me neither. One that I bought a while ago for the smallness of it, is one that's, I can't remember the name of it because I chucked the box out. I think it was something like to do with taco, which sounds terrible, but it's essentially an oval pad of silicon with finger grooves in the back side of it. And you can put it on your hand and then curl your hand around your dick. So it's similar to those. Um, the, do you remember the Tupperware um, jar opener mats that your yes. your mother would have had growing yeah, yeah, up? Yeah. So it's similar to that, but it's, it's similar just got to bigger, that. bigger ridges. Uh, it's got bigger <laughs> ridges and it's silicon uh, and you can lube it and use it. Because one of the things, I'm not a huge fan with the fleshlight of coming in the fleshlight. No, it's a pain in the ass to clean it. No, I just, I'm not a huge fan of the sensations of it for some reason, which is odd. Because doing it inside a person is very good, but not inside. I don't. I don't quite <laughs> like it as much inside the fleshlight. So that's why I bought this one because it's more open. So I'm sorry that I can't tell listeners the name of it, but if you go into a uh, sex shop or if you're uh, looking around online and you see something of a taco, uh, a silicon taco, then um, it's not bad. Or if you're clearing out your mum's old Tupperware cupboard and you find the jar opener, go back to one of our early episodes, Sean talking about homemade sex toys. There you go. Can I just say that uh, it's not one that I mentioned in there, but God, it's mind blowing. (laughs) As a 16 year old. Oh yeah. Best thing since sliced bread. I want to know, and I'm sure it happened when you were talking about the old Tupperware thing, uh, my mind went to the garlic crusher. You know, I, the the green plastic. You put the cloves of garlic in and then you like rub it, smash it over the bench. I'm not that old. <laughs> you're, we're the same age, thanks. Shh, you're older than me. It's 
it's a cylinder of plastic. Someone's put their dick in it. Um, (laughs) Listeners, uh, if you want to get in the Discord server, let me know. Someone's got to know about the green plastic garlic crusher. I'm going to look it up. Um, I know it sounds threatening that you're like, why would I put something um, with the word crusher? Uh, Why would I put my dick in it? But, oh, I can't look. All of these ones have metal grates in them. Um, Or they're $1,200 wholesale uh, plastic making machines for some reason. Um, But it's a round cylinder of rubbery plastic that you use to put garlic in. And then you roll it and it removes the peel of the garlic. I could be talking absolute crap and I've confused two different kitchen utensils and combined them into one sex toy. But we'll, uh, if, you've, if you know what I'm talking about and you've used it for uh, yourself, let me know. They're very thin. So it could be a early discovery. So it's a garlic peeler. Yeah, yeah, them. So it's um, we'll we'll put the link up in there just to show you off. Um, They're very thin, though. I think it is very much just a, like a silicon sleeve. Yeah, interesting. I may have to. They're available on Amazon for sixteen ninety nine for five of them. Too thin, I with, think. With immediate next day delivery. I've seen yours. I don't think it'll fit. <laughs> If there are any other sex toys that you would like us to try out, well, yeah, definitely let us know. Price point may may be a bit of an issue, but uh, <laughs> let us know. Um, we'll see about. I'll personally see about getting it. If I can't get it, I do like a little bit of a DIY home crafting project. Um, trying to make a couple of DIY toys as we as we've spoken about in previous episodes. Yes, any toys to suggest or any recipes or do-it-yourself instructions for our own sex toys, uh, do let us know. Let's make that our question of the episode. Done. All right. When have you made your own sex toy? Simple. Well, I can answer that one for you now. Yeah, well, you can also go back to previous episodes where um, Sean did tell us about his homemade fleshlight. Ruined a couple of towels that week. I don't think my parent, (laughs) I don't think my mother was very impressed, but she didn't know what it was for. We will, um, we'll link to that uh, previous episode. But if you're in the Discord server, then uh, Sean will put that up as the question for this week's episode. If you're not, the link to join the Discord server is in the episode description. And with that, we should talk about last question of the time period, because it's not weekly. (laughs) Uh, We talked a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, about rushing to get a bait in. So the question was, and we posed in the Discord server, when have you rushed a bait to get back to life or when have you rushed life to get back to a bait? And we had a couple of good responses. You've put post your commands below. Obviously, you were typing one handed, Sean, when you posted that in the server. Sorry, just some live feedback uh, on the show. It could have been been Luby Fingers. That's true. 
who knows? Who Someone knows? suggested that I buy a silicone keyboard cover because I occasionally get lube on the keys or pre-cum. <laughs> I can just take it off, wipe it and put it back on. That's being prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a committed beta, so I feel like I should have these things. Anyway, we got a couple of responses about rushing, baiting and rushing life. Now, the uh, the first one that's there, um, it, was an either, it was an either or question. Uh, yes. But this first comment covers both of them quite quite nicely, actually. Uh, so the first comment that we have there is uh, rush debate, definitely something that came up over COVID. I was in a house with six other roommates and finding pockets of time where somebody wasn't home and wanting to hang out was really difficult. I was also sharing a room with my brother as I moved him in with me during the time. So I would really have to jam a session in before he would get out of work or while he was taking a shower. It brought me back to when we were kids and I really got good at having a sneaky wank sharing a space. The shower is quite so often the best friend of the teenage wanker. Yes. Every morning for me. See, I never had to share a room. I never had to share a room, but there was no chance of someone walking in while I was in the shower. But the, but this comment was whilst he was in the shower, so whilst his brother was in the shower. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But that was me I mean, mishearing. Same, same. That was probably me misreading things. No, it was. It was. It brought me back to when we were kids, and I got really good sharing a space. So we shared a house. We had three boys, so um, there was lots of secret stuff going on. I'm sure, and the the shower was where uh, it happened mostly for me. Uh, and then the second response in there was uh, rushed life to get. Uh, rushed life to get back to a wank. Uh, and they've written, I've cut a trip short if I found myself like unable to wank for a couple days. Uh, there comes a point where I honestly just can't go any longer without rubbing my cock. So I'd pack it up a day early so I could just get home and relieve the tension. All right. That's a commitment, cutting a whole trip short. It depends what kind of trip it is though. Yeah. If it's a week-long family holiday and you hit the point where you're just like, I'm done with this, maybe leaving a day is not so bad. Could be a combination of not baiting and spending a week with your family. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Uh, and uh, so, so uh, one of the other comments that we have here um, is both ways, absolutely. I've rushed so many wanks over the years because I know it's the only opportunity I'll get and the need is urgent. Sometimes it happens at work too when I just can't focus and I just need a quick toilet trip to clear my head. And then sometimes, probably less often, I've finished work early so I can dedicate time to wanking. To be honest, nowadays, chance would be a fine thing as I can rarely finish work early. I've sometimes skipped out on other life stuff to wank as well. I think that's all fair. Yeah. I mean, we've all been in that situation. Yeah. But and like in terms of skipping out on other life stuff to wank, this is something we've talked about a lot. A lot of people skip out on other life stuff to do their favorite hobby. And for us, that's wanking. Yeah. So that's fine. I, you know, I know people that skip out on having drinks with friends, uh, drinks with work because yeah. they're going out for dinner with their friends. Yeah. Or, you know, a new Xbox game's comes out so someone will go home to play that instead of going out for drinks with friends 
All right, so that was our last question for listeners in the Discord server underneath the podcast's topic section. Um, the next one... It's the toys. Uh, ...is when you have made your own toys. That will be posted in the Discord server as well, so you can join that on the link below. That's it for another episode of the Proud Betas podcast. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Liam. Wank well. Thanks for listening to the Proud Betas podcast. I'm Liam Williams. And I'm Batemate Sean. Keep up to date with the chat on the Proud Betas Discord. And if you want early access to every episode and a whole heap of extras, sign up to the Liam Williams Patreon. Until next time, happy, happy baiting. baiting. Hey Baiters, just a quick note to let you know I have a new membership set up for the Proud Baiters podcast. If you'd like early access to these episodes, then you can sign up as a member with the link in the episode description. Your support goes a long way to helping Sean and I keep the podcast running and making sure we are doing the work with the Beta community to get the word out there. Thanks again for listening and happy baiting.